Podcast. Coming to you from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment. The Midwest Healing Center, Lake of the Ozarks Podcast, Studio B. This is the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. It's all free. Download any of these free apps to any mobile device, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, and Spotify. They're all free. I mean, it's way freer than a Biden hologram. Have you seen this video of our commander-in-chief, of our president? The man never blinked. Not one time in the video. Not once. I mean, is it really him or is it CGI? Who knows? From the basement where they uh, have built the fake Oval Office. But I know this. I mean, it had to be real because I saw Elvis in the background. No, I know this. The podcast, this podcast is as real as it gets. So get the apps. Take a listen wherever you go. Nothing fake here, friends. How is everybody doing today? We are coming close to the end of a good long series titled How to Receive Healing. Really, how to receive and minister healing. I always have to add that part in for sure. And this is, uh, I believe, number 11, the 11th podcast in this series. So if you're not done so, uh, you really do need to go back, listen to the previous 10. They're not very long. I'm doing that on purpose. I'm trying to keep them short. They're not very long at all. And uh, so, yeah, go take a listen. They all build one upon another, and they are in order. So do that. Don't just jump in at number 11. And that's kind of what we've been talking about, not just jumping in. I love this series. It's been very good. I mean, if I do say so myself. Uh, But I like it because we're getting back to the basics. Just kind of pulling in a bit, get past all the clutter and the noise, if you will. You know, it seems to me many have been in the paralysis of analysis where we're now flooded with too much information and we try to sort through all of this and this one says this and that one says that and I watched this video and that video and and so and so and what we said was sometimes we get the LMNOP part of other ministries where we see these amazing things that they're doing and we try to jump into that because it is awesome. We want to see those results. And what happens sometimes is, well, we don't get those results, so then what? When we don't have the ABCs to go back to at the foundation, then we begin to make stuff up as to why. Well, that person must have just been so anointed. They're just so anointed. And what we mean by that really is, so maybe I'm not. Well, maybe God did this for them and not for me, or or, or maybe it's not God's will after all. So my point is, is we make up doctrines to cover our failures and not really knowing the word at the ABCs like we should. Because I, I know that, listen, when I've set out, for example, let's say I prayed for somebody and nothing took place. You know, I mean, as far as I didn't see the manifestation, they, they, they're not healed. They say, you know, they don't, they don't feel anything. They don't see anything. They don't feel like anything happened. So here's what I can do. You know, what happens then? Well, I can, I can already know at the foundation well, it is God's will. That's an ABC. It's God's will, so it's not that. 
It's got nothing to do with somebody's special anointing, so it's not that. I can go back to the ABCs on that. Nothing to do with maybe God made them sick or trying to teach them something or test them or punish them. I don't have to waste any time on that. What I have to do now is go back and reevaluate that maybe I was supposed to lay hands on them. Maybe I was supposed to anoint them with oil. Maybe I was to give them a prayer cloth or maybe just speak a word and command it to go. Uh, Was I believing? Was I in faith? I can run down my ABCs of healing at the foundation. I can find an answer because there is an answer for it always. And this is the reason really that you have to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Listen, because as it says, John 16 and verse 13 However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. The Holy Spirit is that spirit of truth that will guide you into all truth. Well, if you don't know the truth, if you're not going to, to the Bible as all truth, if you're not counting the Bible as all truth and we're relying on videos and messages and what others are doing, you're going to miss the how to. If you don't have the spirit of truth to guide you back to the word, then you can take the Bible and misinterpret it. That's why we have so many preaching from the same book and yet so many saying so many different things. You don't have the spirit of truth to guide you in that particular situation. So you'll make something up. If you don't know the answer, you'll make something up because as we do, as human beings, we demand an answer and rightfully so. But it must be through the spirit of truth to take you back into all truth of the word of God and not a man. So that's why we're doing this series here on the New Old School podcast. New Old School, meaning, meaning I'm bringing to light things that seem new in this day and age, but really it's old school teaching straight from the Bible. I'm a word guy, if you haven't noticed, lots of scripture, because, well, you can try to argue scripture, but it won't get too far. So today, let's move on. We've been discussing the team of your faith and God's healing power, and today, what about the gifts of the Spirit? Let's touch on this today. It's a deeper it's a deeper teaching, and I have, if you go back to the New Old School podcast on any of those apps I mentioned, we dove into each individual one of these gifts in a series of podcasts where we really, really, really dove into each one of those, and I would encourage you to go back and find that series. It's not too far back, uh, but go back and find that on the gifts of the Spirit, because we, we did. We dove into each one of these really, really deep, but in this, in this uh, flow that we're in here, we do have to mention these again. We have to kind of mention these again, but I won't get as deep into it because as I'm telling you, you can go back and really uh, dive into them in these other podcasts. But those nine gifts that we're talking about found in 1 Corinthians 12, and specifically a few of them as far as it pertains to receiving and minister healing, uh, let's talk about this. I want to run through them first so you know what I'm talking about, 1 Corinthians 12, uh, 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 1, verse 4 through 11. That's what we're looking at. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. There are diversities of gifts, but it's the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but it's the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For the one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healings, gifts of healings by the same spirit. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Again, 
did a big series of podcasts on these gifts, each one specifically. So go back, look those up on any of those free apps, okay? New, old school. Uh, I, I am really shamelessly plugging the name today. Uh, what name? The New Old School Podcast, <laughs> like you didn't know. But these are those amazing gifts of the Spirit looking into biblical ways to receive and minister healing. And one way is through the manifestation of one or more of the gifts of the Spirit. And these gifts are often broke down into three separate categories. And any of these gifts can be used as the Spirit wills. Now, remember that statement, as the Spirit wills to aid in the area of healing and miracles. So the most commonly used gifts in the area of healing would be what we call the power gifts, the working of miracles, the gift of faith, gifts of healings. And these gifts, again, will often work together. The working of miracles is defined as a divine intervention in the ordinary course of nature that cannot be explained in the natural. You couldn't blame anything in the natural that happened. That's why we call it a miracle. So, for example, when we see in the, in the Bible the dividing of a river by the swipe of a mantle or walking on water where natural physical properties were suspended or altered, you know, water into wine, now, when it comes to healing, often uh, it, it isn't necessarily the working of miracles, but rather simply called healing miracles. Because, I mean, now everything that God does is miraculous in a sense. But receiving healing by supernatural means is not a miracle in the same sense as turning common dust into bugs. You remember when, when God did that with the plagues, right? Water to wine. Although people in the Old Testament were healed and the gifts of healing were in operation, gifts of healings were more common in the new than the old. But the working of miracles was way more common in the Old rather than in the New Testament, with the exception of Jesus' ministry. So the gift of faith, the Bible has a lot to say about faith. So this gift is something different than that. It's, it's not just the faith that comes by the hearing of the Word of God. That's something that we do. This is a supernatural gift. The Weymouth translation calls it special faith. This faith is special because, again, we all have faith, or should have, through the hearing of the Word of God. They're saving faith, faith to receive salvation, Ephesians 2, 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. This faith is a gift from God, it says, that came to you or given to you through the hearing of his word. He created a way that this word, this living thing, this word can cause a man to have faith if that a man chooses to believe it. He built that opportunity into the word of God. It's that supernatural that if you can read it and accept it as truth and hear it, you'll grab a hold of it. You can have faith. But again, the gift of faith that we're talking about or special faith, if you will, is different than this faith. It's a supernatural manifestation of one of these nine gifts. This gift of faith is, is the supernatural gift of the spirit so that the believer might receive a miracle. Whereas the working of miracles is a gift to the believer that one might work a miracle. One gift receives something and the other does something. Now they're closely related, but we're differentiating them for the purpose of defining them today. I'll give some examples here uh, in just a few, but I, I want to ABC this thing so that we're clear about what I'm talking about. This one's, I struggle to explain this one. It's, it's just kind of hard to explain, but it's like, I know what I know about this. It's just hard to get it out, this one, for some reason. The gift of faith is different from saving faith. It's also uh, different from the fruit of faith in the, in the New Testament, Galatians 5, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Now, these fruits are for the character of a believer. The gifts are for the power in a, in a believer's life. So a fruit is something that should grow, right? So we need to be growing in these fruits of the Spirit, right? We, we should be growing in love. 
We should be growing in having joy and having peace. We should be growing in long-suffering and kindness and goodness and faithfulness. Those are the fruits of the Spirit. They should be getting larger, if you will, in your life as a believer. So faith or faithfulness is a spiritual fruit that grows to establish a Christian's character. The gift of faith is given supernaturally by the Spirit of God as the Spirit wills. So my point again here, there are different types of faith, saving faith, comes before salvation. The fruit of faith comes or develops after salvation, but the manifestation of the gift of faith comes after the baptism of the Holy Ghost as the Spirit wills. So there has been a misunderstanding at times about faith in that some would say, well, if it's a a gift, then God gives it to me and I'll have it. And if he doesn't, then I guess I won't. You know, I can't believe for that. You can believe for anything you want to believe for, but people often think, well, God just has to put that in me. No, no, no. If you read it in the word of God and you believe it, you can have it. That's on, you, that's on your side. You know, but they could read 1 Corinthians 12 to another is given faith and they kind of lump all faith together. And that's where it's kind of brought some confusion. So people being, as Paul said, ignorant concerning these gifts. The working of miracles employs faith to actively work a miracle, but the gift of faith employs faith that passively expects a miracle as a sustained continuous action. So these may, be, these may not be anything that a person can see at the moment to confirm that he has an answer, but special faith will carry over a long period of time. In other words, it's a manifestation that can be sustained or continues for the purpose of receiving a miracle. So now the gift that we're talking about, it is supernatural. It's a supernatural endowment by Holy Spirit, whereby that which is spoken or desired by man or spoken by God eventually comes to pass. So I guess what I'm saying is, is when special faith is in operation, you believe God in such a way that God will honor your word as his own and miraculously will bring that to pass. And you have no doubt about it in any way, shape or form that whatever it is that you said, it shall come to pass. Not hoping and wishing, not doing confessions. This is speaking out of a supply of Holy Spirit when the gift is in operation to know that you know that you know that you know that you know. So when under the inspiration of this gift of faith, when you speak, whatever it is, of course, we know that means that whatever it is according to God's word, not just anything, but it has to be God's will found in God's word. Because, you know, I know people get weird about this. Oh, you faith people think you can just... Well, yeah, if it's in the word, I can. But I understand where they're coming from because there's always going to be an abuse. But again, whatever it is, according to God's word, not just anything, but if, it is, if, it's, if it's God's word, it's God's will found in God's word. But if you utter it, it will come to pass. You have no doubt about it. So I know in my life, uh, I'm a guy that reads or uh, heard God's word. I almost felt, like the, uh, almost felt like the vice president there. Did you see where she sat there and she said, "Um, I'm a woman. My pronouns are he, uh, she, her, something, who's sitting at the table in a blue suit. (laughs) Okay. So I felt like that when I said, I'm a guy. Well, I'm a guy standing in a podcast room. (laughs) His pronouns are blessed. But um, I'm a guy that reads or heard God's, this is, I'm sorry, guys. This is my mind is a dangerous thing. This, this, is what, this is what I have to deal with when I'm trying to do a podcast. My mind is a very dangerous thing. I'm sorry you have to be subjected to this. Now, in my life, I'm a guy that reads or heard God's word, and I believe it. That's the thing. I believe it. I act upon it. I know that the word will do what it says that it will do. I always say, I'm a very obedient son. 
And what I mean by that is, really, if I, if I read it in the Word of God, and, and I know that God is, is prompting me to a particular area in the Bible, I'm a very good obedient son in doing what it is that God says to do. I mean, I do. I do it. And I believe it. Uh, but I am aware of times when this gift is in operation, the gift of faith. And it's different than just believing the Word in general, as I do. It's one of those things. Uh, <clears throat> well, it's like this. Holy Spirit had shown me one night in a meeting um, that I, that I was having, uh, in an upcoming set of meetings, the Lord had shown me this one night that in an upcoming set of meetings, there would be a man who would walk out of a wheelchair. I saw it. The Holy Spirit showed me something to come. I saw that. I knew it. Now past just that. I know that the Bible says believers lay hands on the sick past that. I know it's God's will to heal. I knew that this particular man who I, I hadn't met yet, but I'd seen it. I knew this man will walk. Don't know him. Don't know anything about him. I knew it enough because of the gift of faith and operation. I told everybody at the meeting that night, it was our weekly healing school. This is when we were over in the mall. I told them that uh, you want to see somebody walk out of a wheelchair, then you come to these set of meetings with me because I'm telling you, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, there will be a man healed and he will walk out of that wheelchair. So I go to these meetings, day two, a man pulls up, comes rolling in in, a, in one of those electronic wheelchairs, and I knew that's my guy. So I told those that were there, here he is, this is it. Boom, within 15 minutes of ministering to that man, he stood to his feet and he walked and he came back to every meeting minus his wheelchair. So, but I was already convinced even, even on day one when there was nobody there with a wheelchair, right? That, that, uh, that didn't phase me one bit because I knew that it would come to pass. I knew that it would come to pass. Enough so that I said it and God honored that. So I wanna talk about this. Now, what about raising the dead? Now, I mean, of course, we know the Bible says that we can, but most don't because that's a big one, right? I mean, come on, now that's just crazy to most people. Yeah, we see it in the Bible multiple times. Smith Wigglesworth said that if you'll take a step of faith, meaning using the faith that you have now, right? That you know what the word of God says. When you, I know this to be true. This is what he said. When, when you take a step of faith, using the faith that you have, when you come to the end of all the faith that you have, you will find that you will run into supernatural faith. And I believe that to be true. He had people raised from the dead in his ministry. Now I've shared this, but it bears repeating. Matt and I had a friend who was living in Kansas and she had a friend who was dying of cancer. So our friend was coming to our healing school, driving three hours, hoping that she could convince this sick friend to come with her somehow. And, and just kind of, we hadn't seen her in years. And so she was kind of checking back in with us now to be like, guys, I need you to pray for this girl. I'm trying to get her here. This is what's going on. And so she was coming down here, trying to gather some info to keep taking back to her friend. So she'd drive about three hours and uh, trying to get this friend to come with her. Well, she never did. And she was getting worse. She's getting worse over a period of a few months. And it's now to the point that she couldn't travel even if she had wanted to come. So we were in touch with this friend of ours from time to time, just checking in on how it was going. And of course, she's, you know, keeping us updated. But each time it was getting worse and it was getting worse until we received a phone call on a Sunday evening. Guys, she's really bad. I think tonight, I think tonight she's, she's going to die. She's non-responsive. She's barely breathing. The cancer is now broken through her skin on her belly. It's bleeding. It's oozing. She's sitting here on the couch. Her two children and her husband are here. And guys, it's bad. Would you please come and pray for her? Please come. So Matt and I, we set out about 7 p.m. that evening. We drive three hours to get to the house in Shawnee Mission, Kansas, around 10 o'clock, a little bit after. We knock on the door. The husband answered. He's crying. He's really shook. 
So we came in to find a pastor and his wife and a couple of friends, one that was kind of a spiritualist, lighting incense and doing something. I don't know what she was doing. Matt and I came in and immediately uh, I said, look, we're here to save this woman's life. And if you can't get on board with that, you need to leave right now. Well, the spiritualist lady, she got helped out. She leaves. And the pastors, they tried to hang, but they didn't believe it was God's will to heal her. More of a, if it be thy will. So bye. Bye, Felicia. Bye. So now it's me and Matt, and this woman is sat up and propped up by pillows, non-responsive, barely breathing, stuff oozing out of her body, eyes rolled back in her head, and her teenage daughter is sitting in a chair across from the couch where we are. So we tell this young girl, your mama's going to be healed tonight. Your mama's going to be healed. She's going to be healed. I mean, guys, I knew it. I I just knew it. I knew it. I mean, that rose up in me that I knew it. You'll see. Now, I said that. Again, not just faith from the word of God. I know God's willingness to heal, right? I mean, I'm believing the word of God, but I, I'm, you know, that was just me. I, I know God's going to heal this girl. I know it, but I believe the word. So we pray and command and demand, and suddenly she stops breathing, falls limp. <clears throat> Guys, it was at this very moment that I was at the end of all I knew. And suddenly it was almost like a, a rush of adrenaline or a second wind, I'm not sure how to explain it exactly. Something came over me from the inside. An anger, but not angry. Now I have this teenage girl looking at me. I, I, uh, I can tell what she's thinking. And then suddenly it was like faith that I never had before. That supernatural endowment by Holy Spirit to grab this woman by what little bit of hair that she had left on the back of her head. And I thrusted her limp head forward and I screamed in her face, you will live right now in the name of Jesus. You breathe. <gasps> she took a huge breath. I mean, a gasp that scared us. I mean, it was so loud. We were like, oh, okay, okay. Now, now suddenly I'm filled with faith. But this time I can recognize it's not my own. Now I, I spoke differently. I felt different. I had no doubt whatsoever And so we're praying, and she died. I grabbed her again, and I said, you listen to me right now in the name of Jesus. You breathe right now in Jesus' name, and she did. Now we're ministering to her. We're talking to her. We're just just talking to her. She's not not any better. She's alive, but she's no better than when we walked in. And I'm sitting there, and we're telling her what the Bible says, and she died again. Now this time, we all kind of chuckled. We're like, I I mean, all of us, even the daughter was kind of like, you know, I calmly leaned down and I said, I said, you will live and not die in the name of Jesus. And she woke up and she opened her eyes this time. Now she's still not talking. She's kind of looking around like, where, where, where am I? What's going on? Now she's becoming more aware. And so we minister for a little bit. We're talking to everybody else in the room. She's not totally out of the woods yet, if you will. And what I mean is she's not very responsive, but she's awake. She's looking around. And so she finally calls her friend over there, our friend to her and whispered something in her ear. And we're like, what, what'd she say? She laughed and she said, why did you plan my funeral already? I told you I was going to live. They had the day before made funeral, funeral arrangements. So now we're all excited. And now, I mean, by faith, Matt and I felt that we were done, right? That, that's it. She's going to live. She's going to live. Now she's sitting there and she's responsive, but she still looks the same. I mean, it wasn't like miraculously she jumped up and gained all the weight back and her hair grew back. I mean, we had zero doubts whatsoever that she was going to live and not die. So we had to walk in faith, right? So we get home about 3 a.m. only to be awakened by a phone call a little after 6 a.m. from this friend of ours in Kansas. Donnie, listen, listen. After you left, 
We made her a bed on the couch. Everybody was so exhausted, we went to bed. She said, I went home to sleep for a few hours to get some clothes because I've been coming to their house every day to get the kids ready for school and, and, and get them there and feed them. And she said, so I came back around 6.30, uh, you know, this, this call. She said, I came back around, uh, sorry, at, at around 5.30 and uh, to find her sitting on the couch, eating and watching TV. When I, when I walked in, she's sitting there watching TV. And she said that during the night after we all left, she let out a scream and her husband ran into the living room thinking, oh, this is it. This is her last gasp. But instead, she said, get me out of this house. I need to get out of this house and go for a walk. So he gets her slippers on her feet, takes her out to the driveway. She's so weak, you know, really too weak, but tried to walk a little bit. She came back in, felt a little bit better and better and better. Now here she is wanting to eat oatmeal, but that's not it. She said, I need a shower. I've not showered in my own shower in months. Take me upstairs. She said, so we did. We finally get up there and, and uh, you know, we finally get up there. I mean, she's like, my gosh, you know, it was just, it took forever to get her upstairs. She was so weak. So we got her up there and I stripped her down to put her in the shower. And Donnie, the cancer was gone. That cancer that had busted through her stomach, it was gone. Just a little pink spot of new skin and all of her bed sores were gone. She was totally healed, praise God. Now, this is beyond anybody's ordinary faith. Yes, I know the word. Yes, I believe the word. But when the circumstances didn't respond the way that I needed them to when I was using my faith, something else took over on the inside of me. Now, let me say this again so you understand. The phrase, as the Spirit wills. That's what it said. These gifts manifest as the Spirit wills, meaning what? We don't regulate these. We don't get to say he always manifests it. No, 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 because if he did, then you wouldn't even need to read your Bible. It would just be a gift of faith. You wouldn't need to even read your Bible or have any of that. You wouldn't have to. You wouldn't have to have the faith that comes from the hearing of the word of God. But it's as the spirit wills. This is something that is given. My point is, be open to receive this other level of faith, though, if you will, because it will stretch you beyond your natural faith. It's big, it's amazing, it's supernatural, and the gift of faith causes you to be able to receive the miracle. There are so many other applications outside of healing for this to manifest as we see in the Bible, right? Those tossed in fiery furnaces, standing in lions, dens, supernatural food sources and sustenance, supernatural blessing and protection, evil spirits cast out and the dead raised. And as I said, these gifts work together many times, the working of miracles, the gift of faith, the gift of healings working together. For instance, in, in raising the dead, it takes supernatural faith to call a person's spirit back into their body than the working of miracles because the body immediately starts to deteriorate like Lazarus. Also the gifts of healings because whatever they died from to begin with, if that wasn't healed, well, they're just going to die again. So what do we do then? I, I believe this with all of my heart. Holy Spirit is looking to and does, I believe, I believe this, that he is looking to and does manifest these more than we think. I think the issue is, is that we fail to yield to them because of fear of the unknown. It will freak your flesh and mind out. It's uncharted territory. And it kind of takes things out of your control. And we don't like that. So what am I saying? Be ready. Be ready. Be watchful to recognize these gifts because I believe, and I, I really do, I believe that he is absolutely manifesting them more so than we know. I believe he is. And so we need to be ready. We need to be willing to allow him to do it through you so that God can get all the glory. To another faith by the same spirit. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 9. Come on, it's supernatural. So what am I saying? Well, do what you know to do. 
Move in faith that you have out of the Word of God. Do that. But make room for more. Make room for more to yield to the gift of faith to take you beyond what you could have ever imagined in the natural. That's where the miracles are. That's all the time I have for today. Thank you for joining me on the new Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Hey, until next time, I'm going to be doing what I know the Word says to do. I'm going to be open to allow the gift so I can attempt the ridiculous and achieve the miraculous. Oh,